you're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only a film and sound, but mind. A journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. Week 99, negative one minutes to doomsday. dragged and there's someone banging on the door open the door babs this bunker biological assistance system is currently experiencing a breach malfunction ricky. hey hello R R ricky why, why are you here why why are you why am i being towed ricky i was nah. in a space bubble ricky and, and... ricky's back over there you know what that guy just watch watches Phrygian porn all day long. I'm it's me, it's Danny. Danny. How's it going? Oh my goodness, Danny! I thought it was Ricky because like this is something Ricky would do. And or Rocket Ajax, just... you know, we're, we're both yeah. in there all the time. And I'll tell you what, I'm getting a little sick of that guy. It's the witch. How's it going? How did you get caught oh. in a time bubble, man? Oh, look, you wouldn't believe it. Like, so, so the, the dimension pretty much collapsed in on itself and, and time went a bit crazy. So Babs ejected me into the time stream in this safety bubble because basically Super Cluck ate time after like caught psyops broke it um and, and like all all my all my stuff's at a at a sequence and it's been crazy so then like nah, when nah, i've got to okay. it out it's okay you know so super clock is back in the cage i mean oh, good. because that that chicken causes more trouble than he's worth uh, honestly just going back in time just to go to the same year that a movie is made might have been the worst decision we ever made i'll be honest it, it kind of causes problems yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard that like going back into the past and possibly changing things does cause problems. You know, it's it's worth it for the podcast, I guess. But yeah, I mean, we don't actually even watch the movie there. We just kind of talk about it there. Oh, weird. So, so, see, I always thought you went back into a cinema and then watched it in the cinema in that year. And wouldn't then, that like, be cool? Well, that I would know. be awesome. That would be amazing. But so, no, I mean, the reality is you, you just go and hang out. Like, you just go to, yeah, like, you know. Movies are way too something. expensive. You know, like, well, I'm not going to buy tickets to watch something I've already seen. True. true. And you've got to have, like, past money and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you, you show them the, the nickel and they're like, wait, is that a nickel from 2005? And you're like, just uh, shut yeah. up. Just shut up. Just, 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 just shut up and take my money. Just, yeah, no. I, I get how that'd be hard. So... Just a question. Yeah. Um, I'm being towed. Why am I being towed? Well, so there's the whole work at Ajax thing and there's the whole minion of Ming thing. And I, I had to take on a side gig as a time cop. You're a time cop now. Well, I mean, you know, Jean-Claude makes it look all prestigious, but really it's 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 mostly just issuing citations and parking tickets and... Well, you know, when people are in the wrong place in time, you got to go, hey, you know, what are you doing here? And then, of course, they're like, I know my time rights. And then you got to get in a whole conversation about time rights. But 
Yeah, yeah, it's a side gig. I'm I'm, I'm collecting a pretty okay paycheck. It's um, yeah, okay. so time cop, you know. It, hey, it's a living. It's a living, right? It's, I suppose you got to do it. So uh, I'm guessing you're going to tie me to the the time depot. Um, if there, yeah, sure. If there is such a thing, I mean, you know, we've got the time headquarters over here, and and I'm sure they'll they'll sort you out. I mean, so this has got to be better than the the bunker, though. Oh, for sure. Oh, look, uh, War Rocket Ajax, it's, it's been a dream. I've got to be honest. And, and this bubble has been getting smaller, right? And, and look, you know, uh, even to me, it's a bit close in here, if you know what I'm saying. And um, so, look, you mentioned Van Damme. You mentioned the Time Cop. Um, can I maybe, like, come in, we have a few drinks, and we watch Time Cop while we, like, get back to headquarters? You know, it's as if you were reading my mind, except that your reading is better than my mind, because that's a fantastic idea. Then, let's do it. How you doing, partner? Ex-partner. Let me go, Max. I'm not hurting anybody. Got to take you back. In the year 2004, time travel is a reality. You're charged with violations of TEC code 40.8. Time travel with intent to alter the future. And a crime. It turns out going back in time is a pretty easy way to make money. I think you got yourself a shipment of gold and you're taking a general aid. The genie is already out of the bottle. The technology is there. Now, one man... You ever hear the name Aaron McComb? ...is about to take the ultimate power trip. He's gonna be president. You don't need the press, you don't need endorsements, you don't even need the truth. You need money. But to enforce the laws of time... Are we still together in ten years? Am I dead? One man is determined to stop him. I cannot go back to save her. This scumbag is not going back to steal money. Stay here, Walker. My future, you're dead. I think you plan too far ahead. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ron Silver. Will you get him? Mia Sara. In the television comedy world, the people are entertained by two separate yet equally important types of shows. Traditional sitcoms that get laughs out of everyday situations like trying to fix your own plumbing or inviting two dates to the same dance. And animated shows that make jokes about farting. This is the latter. Alright, as mentioned, this is of course 1994's Time Cop. With a runtime of 1 hour and 39 minutes, which is handy because that's how long it'll take to get back to Time Depot. Um, this is the story of Max Walker, an officer for a security agency that regulates time travel, must fend for his life against a shady politician who's intent on changing the past to control the future. That's kind of some of it and most of it, but... Really, it doesn't do it credit. It does not do it credit. This movie is so much dense. There's so much going on in this movie. It's crazy. Um, and it was directed by Peter Hyams, known for a string of action, sci-fi, and horror movies like Capricorn One, Outland with Sean Connery, which is fantastic. I did an episode on Outland. And yeah, right. Yeah, Love we uh, we had Duncan on an episode talking about Outland. It's it's a fantastic uh, western in space. It is. It is indeed. The Relic from 1997. End of Days from 1999. That had Schwarzenegger in it, didn't it? It did. It did. It did. There you go. And two Van Damme movies, Sudden Death in 1995. Now, that's the one where he's like a janitor in a hockey arena from memory. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a great uh, skit that... Uh, that um, Chris Pratt does uh, where where he you know he's on the the, the sitcom uh, Parks and Rec where he sings nice. the story of sudden death to a bunch of kids while he plays guitar it's it's awesome <laughs> it's awesome and 2013's Enemies Closer which I have no idea what that is but I'm sure it's awesome because it's got Van Damme now speaking of Jean-Claude Van Damme he plays Walker best known as the Muscles from Brussels and uh, you know any number of action movies uh, as well as a short-lived parody TV series called Jean-Claude Van Johnson and speaking of his Johnson he's also well known for sunbathing with a sock on his Johnson you know I, I've got to say I was I was delighted and um, amused to find that Jean-Claude Van Damme found a way to, to, to put his buns in the movie at least twice <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Well, if it's not his buns, it's his splits. And there are so many splits. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we're we're going to get to that in a minute after we talk about Mia Sarah as Melissa, best known for being hot. And, of course, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Legend in 1985. Yeah, Legend. And, and oh. Is it just me or did that scene where he's lo- she's looking at all the clocks in the mall? Did that harken back to the clocks in in Legend, which oh, happened twice, dude. where she's seeing kind of the, the the frost come in when the when the whole place mm-hmm. turns cold? I don't know. It just yeah, seemed that way. She 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 looks all wistful and it's like. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Well, and there's she, time. She's good at, good there's at the time wistful. too. Yeah, clocks. Oh, there's always time. Um, and speaking of time, Ron Silver as Macomb, best known <laughs> as one of. Did you like that? Just professional segue. Best known as Hollywood, one of Hollywood's eternal smarmy bad guys with 87 credits to his name. Best known most recently as Bruno Gianelli in The West Wing. Um, and there's just something about him that just says, just greasy. Just, ugh. <laughs> he is you know, just, he's a horrible human. I have always referred to, to Ron Silver as a poor man's Andy Garcia. Oh, but you, see, I yeah, mean, you can't I'm not you see there. it once you, once you think of it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying it, but see, I, I kind of like Andy. <laughs> Ron, Ron Silver, I just look at him and just go, oh, you, you just, you, you're just slimy. I know it's just the character, but every time, Andy Garcia, I go, eh, you know, he, he was in The Untouchables and he yeah. was kind of cool. He was in Untouchables. I mean, he's he's a great. I mean, I'm not saying that he is Andy Garcia. I'm saying he's the poor man's Andy Garcia. Andy, like, yes, hey, yeah. can we get Andy Garcia to be the bad guy in this? And it's like, no, but we yeah. can get Ron Silver. Yeah, yeah. Okay? he can grow he a, a beard. beard. What do you think? Yeah, that's it. He must be. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We've we've now pigeonholed Ron Silver, and he plays it to the absolute hilt in this movie. Oh, he is he's so so. Smart. So smarmy, so evil. And you know what? I think we should just, we, we should get to it. The fact that this movie um, is all about time travel. Um, we learned that you can't go to the future because it hasn't happened yet, but you can go to the past and you could do pretty much whatever you want, except it causes ripples, which um, we, I love the, the 1990s uh, CGI effect for the time travel. The well, you know, out. We just it's talked wild. about this with Cube, and I, I think that in the 90s, they could overdo CGI. And Time Cop doesn't fall for that trap. You know, they do it when they have to, and it, it's hmm. not bad. Yeah. Look, there's a couple of spots where it's a bit... Mm, um, look, but yeah. the, the time travel effect is really cool. Although I have a question, and, and I'm curious to see whether whether you've got a solution to this, being that you are a time cop. Well, yeah. Um, when, when they go from the agency into the past in the the shuttle thing, which is very similar to the 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 devices in. Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai, yeah. Yeah. Not, not so much uh, Back to the Future, because I think a little different. More Buckaroo Bonsai. They appear without the vehicle in the past, but when they press their recall device, they come back in the vehicle. Yeah, we get that a lot here at the at the Time Bureau and with the Time Constables, as we prefer to be called. Constable on Patrol, you know, that's what cops sure, stand sure. for. Um, yep. So what, what it does is, you know, that, that concrete wall at the end, the mm. the pod actually plummets toward the concrete wall, and then it's got almost like a spring load that shoots the passengers toward the the concrete wall, oh. and, uh, and and it and it speeds them up to a degree where they rip through time and space and uh, and kind of kind of blast their way into the past. It's um, it, it's you know, it al- it's almost like a trebuchet. It's like a it's like a time trebuchet. Right. I- I'd like to see a time trebuchet. That that would be kind of cool. You know, I'll talk to my boss. Yeah, I regret nothing. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and actually, the first thing I, I thought of in this is that Ron Silver is such a putz. <laughs> he's he's just he's sitting in in that Senate hearing or whatever it was, just going, "Yeah, I could make money out of this. I'm gonna be greasy." And it's oh. just like, he's just so oh. Yeah. But I, I, it's like how they automatically go, oh, it, mu- it must be true. It automatically, time travel must be true because this guy said someone stole money from, from the Confederacy and used it to, to try and buy uh, terrorist weapons. And everyone went, oh, yes, well, that makes it true. 
Uh, and, and I, I well, so so I mean, I guess we're going back to to what the Michael Crichton. Um, what was the what was his time travel movie? Because I've just mentioned trebuchets; they're all over the things. So uh, time something. Time. Ooh. There was definitely time. There was definitely time in it. Um, I'm trying it's, to think what it is, and because I, I remember the cover of it, I do too. And you know, Michael Crichton novels are, uh, you know, how how far can you throw? That's probably about how good they are. But I, I'll just say the. We'll just call it Time Crisis because that was a holographic uh, video game from when I could remember things. And uh, that's true. So you know, th- it was a pretty good lead-in, much like in that movie based on the Michael Crichton novel, where, where they kind of give like a Civil War, "Hey, get out of my way! I've got a whole bunch of gold for General Lee." You know, like, and, mm. and then it was like, I, I don't know how that was again. Long. To your point, how is that supposed to prove anything? Like, he didn't bring like shell casings from like Civil War soldiers full of bullets. Yeah, full, like full, full of like super automatic bullets. And you know what I like? The fact that that guy could shoot all those bullets and not hit a single horse. Not one horse shot. Exactly. Yeah, you know, he, he, he could also knock out his tooth for some uh, mm. for some sincere, you know. Yeah. Is, is, there, is there no dental work in the future, apparently? And apparently that, that future, no dental work. He's like, um, I got to sell this this, uh, this Confederate, you know, soldier thing, you know, knock out my tooth. Mm. You know, it's kind of like what, yeah. what um when Jim Carrey, you know, chipped his tooth for Dumb and Dumber, right? It's, it's just dedication mm. to the role. Got to appreciate That's that. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's definitely a dedication to the role. So on, on the basis of that, they just go, give us a whole lot of money and we'll set up an agency and, you know, we'll have the, apparently a... Uh, a New York police chief in charge of like the super secret time agency. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, and then we'll start hiring people, Yeah, uh, which makes perfect Matuzak, sense. Right. Matuzak. Matuzak. He was, yes, uh, uh, Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill. He was, I just remember him as, uh, as Bruce Willis's friend in uh, the last boy scout. You know, he was the, the guy who yes, was banging his yes. wife. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was Bruce McGill, and it's just like, yeah, no worries. You know, he's not a not a scientist. He doesn't, you know, look, no one understands any of the technology. But it's okay. Just give us the money. We'll do it. We'll get it set up. And you know, after we've we've sort of dealt with that, we cut straight to uh, a shopping mall where they have. Um, balloon displays of, of, of a human doing the splits straight away this is a van damme movie giant balloon creatures doing the splits yeah you gotta you gotta prepare people for what they're in for yeah, yeah. You know, shopping malls clocks yeah. mia Sarah, splits mm. it's all there people yeah and, and and weird guys weird 90s villains um which is <laughs> those villains are, are particularly special i mean one of them's got a power mullet you know the sides just shaved right out and they're super long that in the 90s do you think every villain had to have hair extensions uh, or at least one giant earring is that like a rule do you think that was a rule yeah you know i think so and and, and not only that but you know when you start to lose yourself because you know you've you moved into a bad place in your life. You just let your hair grow out. It becomes wavy. You, know, you get a little bit of stubble. Mm. It's, yeah. it's a good time. Yeah. You still work out. Time. You know, you're not going to... Oh, you know, well, you, you got to super work out because you got to be able to do your belt up really, really super tight. Um, so, you look, <laughs> so you've got like this ridiculously small waist um, and, you know, your, your big pants tucked into your, your super boots so you can go, I am a villain. You, everything about you just says villain. Yeah, those... um. Those mall bad guys, though, you're right. They are something else. I just look at them and go, wow, they're just so 90s. Um, You know, they're super ominous. They don't talk that much, which I think is good. I think it's probably best for all of us that they didn't talk that much. Well, one of them, one of them, the the guy that they show the most, you know, the uh, the guy that I Mm. started calling mullet braid warrior boots. um, (laughs) (laughs) He's got the, the metal plate in the front of his boots, you know. Yes. His name is Stephen Lambert, and he's actually a like a like a stuntman. So you know, really, he was in Remo Williams. Uh, I I had to look him up, but because I saw him and I was like, I've seen this guy, and he's not um you know Vernon Wells, who is probably the no. more well known stunt guy slash villain. But I think mm. you know if you look next to Vernon Wells in a lot of movies, this guy's probably standing. 
He's probably standing right there with his power mullet, just uh, just checking it out. <laughs> yeah, giving oh. you a scowl. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. On his big square head, big square head. Just. I mean, mm. he's like walking through like the janitor closet in the back of the mall. Like, you know, how did how did he get back there? Well, he just kicked it open with his warrior boots, man. Yeah, and <laughs> he just went, "I'm going in here now," and no one wanted to stop him. Unlike the the uh, the thief on his rollerblades. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How about that? So, so you know, I know when I'm rolling on roller skates, you know, the one thing that's going to stop me dead in my tracks is if a guy, like, stands in front of me and lifts his leg up so that his foot is about, you know, neck level. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can stop on a dime, and that's what's going to get me there. Just so you can read what's on the bottom of his boots. What's at the bottom of my shoe? Yes. Read it. <laughs> now read between the lines. Yeah, he's... Um, and you know that guy was actually a pretty pretty good guy. You know, he for a purse snatcher, he was like, "Oh, okay, here you go, Granny. yeah, yeah." I, I'm sorry, and I'll wait for the like the mall cop to get me, and just, <laughs> yeah, and, and even even later on, Van Dam beats him up for something he hasn't even done yet, and he's just there going, "I got smashed into the chips," and he's <laughs> <laughs> just like, "Oh, that that poor guy, that poor guy." Well, yeah. he he got what he deserved. Well, he got what he deserved for something he was about to do, which that comes from that time, uh, that Tom Cruise time travel movie where you get in trouble for stuff that you're going to do. That's right. What was that? Uh, the the, um, uh, the Minority Report. Yes. Yeah. With the with the rolling balls and the and the people in the bath. Um, that that's my summary of of Minority Report, by the way. Um, <laughs> rolling balls and people in a bath. Um, and time travel. Uh, yeah, so people get in trouble for stuff they're going to do. He got in trouble for something he was going to do. That for Van Damme at that time was something he'd already would well have done, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> there, there's there, there's never enough time to satisfy a woman, from what I understand. Um, or that's apparently what Mayor Sarah said, um, I think, in that whole scene. That we see twice, from two different angles during the movie. Yeah, that is that's a super cringy back and forth. It is, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little cringy. It's a little creepy. <laughs> if I'm a little, if I'm honest, you know, what? I think if I went up behind my significant other and said those things, she'd pretty much just go, you know what? You can F off. <laughs> just back the up creepy guy. Yeah. She rolls with it pretty well. Yeah. Well, she, you know, she's supposed to be married to him. So she's probably used to his weird creepiness. True. Yeah. You know, just randomly doing the splits on a bench for no apparent reason. So really, I mean, look, that's the setup, right? You know, we, we see them, they love each other. They go home um, and Van Damme gets called out because he's a police officer. And then for no apparent reason that we know of at this point in time, weird strange men who we just saw in the mall beat him up, shoot him and explode his house. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, not only is he ambushed in the rain, just like some Confederates, but also yeah. one of the guys even even has the audacity to say, finish him. Mm. In 1994, man, I mean, like, those were sacred words. So, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, while the dude's upstairs, like, roughing up his lady, and you don't know if he's going to rape her or kill her or what, you know, they're down in the in the, in the the yard, and they're like, we're going to kill you, buddy. It's just, mm. it's just bad form. Just, Eddie, Eddie's, and it's, like, super heavy rain, too. I noticed in this movie that it is super heavy rain. Like, it's just, like, buckets. It's the... Just really coming down and he gets shot like and it's real their guns are super loud too it's like yeah um, i guess that's chest. to give it contrast with the future guns that kind of all sound like they're silenced that is true that is true so they shoot him in the chest and then like he, he sort of what is it uh, he, tell, they, he tells him to sleep on it just sleep on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's his tough guy line sleep on it yeah yeah, yeah, whatever. And then, whatever. And then he, he gets up and he had a bulletproof vest on. And then just as he's going into the house to save, the house explodes, presumably killing his wife. And it's like, oh, oh no. Um, and then we fast forward 10 years. Right. To 2004. To far-flung future 2004. 2004. Whew. I tell you what, this 2004, crazy. Um, and and we, we, we basically... Uh, we, we see someone in, it's like just before, obviously, the, the stock market crash in like 1929 or whatever it is, or during the crash. Um, and he goes up and he's goes upstairs and he's, you know, in obviously the stockbroker's house, stockbroking building, whatever it is. And there's already someone jumped out the window because that happened a lot. Um, and he goes upstairs and he, uh, 
He pulls out the paper for the day, and then he pulls out the paper from 2004. And a mini disc player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got it's like a little little canvas nylon bag that he like sticks some music in, and then of course they have some kind of music from the soundtrack that they've got a horn shoehorn in somehow. <laughs> Just hammer it in there as loud as possible um, while he works out you know what what stocks to buy to make like a bazillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's that classic time crime, you know, buy the stocks yeah. when they're low. Yeah, and then sell them in 2004, and it's just, and I'm there going, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to work, really. Anyway, we were worried about like where the money comes from and all that sort of stuff. It's all kind of weird. Um, and then out of nowhere, or out of a ripple in time, we see Van Damme come out with what I have to say is one of the single greatest perbs ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a, he's got some hair, man. <laughs> oh, it, it's just, it's enormous. It is just, it, it's its out everywhere. It is combed um, into magnificent waves down his neck. Oh, it is, it is, it is truly something to behold in his, uh, you know, in his TEC, time, what is it, time enforcement? Yes. Something? Cop. Time, time enforcement cops. <laughs> time enforcement cops. Yeah. I, I, see, I wanted to say agency, but that'd be T. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, um, the yeah. time enforcement commission. That's what it is. Okay. Commission. Apparently. I don't know. That's what the thing says with the stuff. Well, um, I wrote yeah. down TEC, and then I was like, oh, time enforcement, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's a time enforcement cops. So what else? And I just um, want to say that the, the, their headquarters looked awfully RoboCop. You know, with the the concrete oh, walls and like the it almost yeah. looked like there would be like some dust settling in every room. You know, like kind of harsh lighting and lots of desks yeah. messy with papers. Um, yeah, it had a very and, and stale law enforcement everywhere. feel. It did. It did. It had a very industrial law enforcement feel. Um, it actually, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, um, uh, well, I think what was called Future Cop, but it was also called Trances. And, oh, yeah. Um, where where, where the, the judges were in that, like it was very dark and like angular. And, and like you could almost think that there might be puddles of water there. That yeah. And, from like weird leaks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, we just keep the lights on here, people. We got a job to do, right? So <laughs> yeah, That's right. And to your point. Spared every expense. That's what happens when when uh, Walker goes back to, to find his ex partner, you know, trading mm. on the nineteen twenty nine stock exchange. He's he's got to bring him in, right, for justice. Yeah, <laughs> for, for for time and for justice. Um, <laughs> if I and, can't and, go and, save her, then he can't <laughs> steal money. <laughs> uh, well done, well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, and, and it's very true. And, you know, he's there. He, get, he gets to fight the, the 1930s uh, uh, enforcer, which I really like. I went 10 rounds with somebody, blah de blah And he <laughs> kicks his butt and goes, I watch Tyson Bits Fix on the TV. And it's right. just like, yeah. And the guy looks oh, like what, what, like uh, like Van Kaiser, the the second guy you yeah. fight in Mike Tyson's punch out. He's got like yeah, the, he's got he's got mustache, like the, the, the big... waxed mustache. Yeah, everything. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I agree. And, and, yeah. and but what gets me right, you know, the whole thing about you know you're not supposed to do anything in the past because it might affect the future and everything else. They have a massive gunfight, and <laughs> like, and like he's beating up people like using martial arts and everything else. And I'm there going, surely someone's going to go. Well, did you see that? Which we, we should do that. And just like yeah, apparently, yeah, one one rule for the TEC guys and one rule for everybody else. But yeah, and you know, I guess they 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 set something up for later in the movie that that his buddy's like, you know what, the senator's gonna kill my family if I turn on him, uh, so I'll just jump yeah. out the window like everybody else is. And um, and Walker catches him and, and and shunts him into the future for the. You know, the tribunal to take a look at him and for him to ostensibly you know turn on the uh, the senator who's taken all this up i probably should have written his name down but you know he's just he's rod silver 
He's really, um, it turns on Ron Silver. That's all he needs to say. No, Senator Ron Silver. Silver. And, you know, so, so people down on the street see these two guys just disappear, to your point. You know, yes. it's like, yeah, it's like re- this, this is bound to be a Bigfoot thing in the future. Like, oh, the Mothman disappears, you know. <laughs> That's right. Jumps out a window screaming and disappears. But then um, goes in front of the tribunal, like you know, like you said, refuses to obviously rat out um, uh, Ron Silver. And then they go, okay, so, yeah, death. Uh, automatically <laughs> yeah. sentence is death and they just return him to the same point where he was jumped out the window and, go, and it's just like that's pretty rough yeah for a minute it's almost like the judge dread future you know where it's like yeah, yeah we are, we're cops we're judged we're jury we're executioner um yeah you told a lie uh death <laughs> yeah death, <laughs> right? death that, that's it and, and you know no thought in the fact that this guy's from the future um, he's like he won't have a birth certificate, death certificate. There'll be no evidence of him. He'd just be this mysterious guy. Anyway, we won't worry about that. But death, death. Um, and again, magically appears in the middle of the air and then falls and breaks right. up a car. Right. Uh, to which you get like anyway. the the guy on the street who's like, well, you know, he he says some. Yeah, I didn't write down. Uh, I just want to finish. No, I think tomorrow, tomorrow could have been a better day or something like that. And something just like, okay. <laughs> now, aren't you worried that like a minute ago you saw him jump and then disappear and th- with another guy and then reappear by himself? That doesn't cross that guy's mind once. Yeah, maybe they, they timed it so well because that's what they do is time, right? The, the ages. True. Do you think they put him in that 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 um you know the 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 time trebuchet to shoot him back into the um, <sighs> spot in that's the what it is De- death is by time <laughs> trebuchet just <laughs> and the thing is if it doesn't work you just gotta go mush up against the concrete anyway right so that's it's right. death either way it's like it you choose death now or death in 1929 <laughs> it's easier for us if you go back to 29 because then you know at least people saw you go in the building see you come out one way yeah. or another well and and they don't have to clean up the mess really they don't have to like scrape him off the concrete and put him in a bucket when oh, a there. mess it is he falls into that uh, cop car and collapses oh, the top yeah he smashes into it he full-on smashes it it's uh yeah so we like we we obviously you know we now know the rules and everything else we've seen van damme's uh awesome poem and we we get that you know he's the he's the guy and we, when they go back to you know back to time crime headquarters yeah whatever it's called um you know From they're, now they're on, talking I, about i think it should totally be time crime headquarters time crime headquarters on cbs um time cop two time crime headquarters <laughs> Except that there's already a time cop too. It's called like the yeah, Berlin I, Conundrum or some shit. It's just something like that, and it's got like nobody in it. Um, I think it went. <laughs> I, I, I think it went straight to bargain basement video or something. I don't know. It was. It, yeah, it's. I, I, I've never seen it. Probably not going to see it. Um, but yeah, but then then we see like you know they're they're talking about like kill squads coming from Iran to kill the president in 1971. And people buying land in Beverly Hills in 1901. And I'm going, how? Look, they are the worst enforcement agency in the world because apparently everyone's got time, time equipment. Yeah. Everyone's just got how, it. How easy is this stuff to get? Is it like a 3D printer? You can just kind of print yeah. your own past or what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think you, there's like a coupon in the back of a comic book you just send away. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes in the mail and you just go. Well, and you then later, time travel. Later, Matuzak's all like, well, how could he be back in time? I mean, we have the only we have the only technology here. What about the prototype? It's like, oh. you know what, man? Like, you got people doing this stuff all over. Are they doing it out of your like basement over here? Are, are they getting yeah. in the pod? Like, how are they getting back in time to do this stuff? If if it's so damn hard, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just like uh, you know what? Just just focus on the perm. Focus on the perm and the angry face. We'll it makes it all, all right. better. It, it all does. Better. It does. And, you know, we see uh, the senators back uh, with a whole bunch of other people uh, to do an inspection of time crime headquarters. Right. And, and, you know, and he's going, yeah, no, you don't get any money. And and Van Damme, there was a whole lot of staring between Van Damme and and Ronda Silva going, I know what you did. You know what I did? Well, I don't care. I don't, you don't care. But I'm going to get you. No, I'm going to get you. And I'm greasy. 
It really reminded me of, uh, of of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, where uh, Doctor Sanchez and, and and Dean Lerner are back to back. Well, he's the best card we've got. Sometimes there's a Joker in the deck. Well, let's hope the Joker is in our side. Well, we better win this one. It's like this this wooden dialogue between two dudes that sound generally the same. It's, it's and you know you would think from that admonishment, I didn't like this movie. But let me just say, dear viewer, that I love this movie. I, I'm so happy that, that The Witch enabled me to check this movie out because it was somehow a Jean-Claude Van Damme that I missed. You know, you think graduating in, in 1993 from high school, I would be all about this at the time. Somehow I went straight from Bloodsport to Universal Soldier and I missed it. Oh, see, you've gone from, yeah, to fighting in buns to buns and buns uh, and missed out <laughs> the, the split and the buns. Oh, Bloodsport, um, it's like... There's someone here to see me. It's a woman. Obviously, I'm going to be naked in the hotel room with her. I mean, it's he just really wanted to make sure you saw him. He sculpted those oh, yeah. things for you, the viewer. That's right. You need to see them. And you do see them. In, in, that leads oh. us straight to the, the fight that is in his very... Hang on. Before we talk about the fight in his very Let's... crappy apartment, can we talk about the cars in this movie? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because yes. I don't remember, I don't remember 2004 cars being covered in plastic and oh, just man. chunks of stuff. It's like, where's the windshield? Uh, you don't need it because the car just drives itself and it's you don't like, need to look outside. Yeah, it's like this 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 plastic metal carapace with, with all these like nodes and, and, and knobs on it. You know, and again, I have to go to Garth Marenghi. Like he's got that dune buggy or whatever. It's the same kind of thing. He, mm. he jumps into his car. It's got you know, of course, it's got the DeLorean, um, you know, sliding doors, and and he gets oh, into it. Sliding doors. But yeah, I, I wish cars looked like that. Because mm. you could have a nap while you drove. Because it'd be nice and dark inside. It'd be really cool. Yes. But you know, the the cars in this movie are just so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah, so it drives yeah, anyways, him home, and and again, just drives, like the uh, just just like you know, uh, time headquarters. What was you call it? Time crime the time, headquarters. Time headquarters. Time crime headquarters. Right on CBS. Just, just like time crime headquarters. His apartment is kind of like got these big concrete walls, and and just like in I guess like Fifth Element, he walks in and he's like, you know, it, it's like you have this many electronic packages, and you know, like somebody's like, this is the future, you know, your your apartment is going to tell you things you don't want to know as soon as you walk in the door, and I see why that didn't become the future because nobody wants, that. yeah, but he's nobody like, wants the house to tell him stuff. I I don't care. It actually reminded me of Marty McFly's future house in <laughs> Back to the Future Two. <laughs> You know, so so here's here's a here's a little admission from me. Um, as I told you earlier, I I was running behind, and and I, so I asked my wife to to watch this show. You know, she she um was off today. She she had a fever, so she stayed home from teaching, and she watched it and um, made notes. She made three pages of notes. I, I oh watched it again. I watched it again and made you know significantly less because I've been doing this for a while. But but like you know, one of the things she said was, and I thought this was awesome. She said it was like. Back to the Future meets Total Recall. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. And you know, like two weeks. I, I will. Pl- I plan to use some of her notes in this because they're they're good. But I mean, I can't use all of them. It's three pages, man. That that that's a that's practically a that's a, a synopsis. That that's an opus. Three pages. That's yeah. crazy. That shows a dedication, though. That's a dedication to the cause. And what? See, she's an educator, so she's used to making concise it's, and precise notes. But she also writes ten-page papers for college. So you know, there, there's 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 a, there's a degree there. Yeah. She said, "LOL, yeah. the future co- car, though it looks like a Lego spaceship." <laughs> <laughs> It does look like, but you know, we're, we're in Walker's like, uh, apparently, um, yeah, future cop, future uh, apartment, future apartment with, with the TV and turn on TV <laughs> video. <laughs> and then, you know, immediately in his video, it starts showing some, some VHS cassette from a, from a giant camcorder of, of, uh, of Mia Sarah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Assembling a, a giant birdhouse. Why not? Well, sure, sure. I mean, you've got to have that one go-to memory, and why not it be that that day where you laid down on a field to make a giant birdhouse, and oh, you know, you just had to make love instead. Yeah, that, that's right. I break the birdhouse, and they go, "Well, that's money wasted." But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, and who, um, yeah. Birdhouse. 
It's a, who needs a giant bird out? But anyway, still. Um, so then, you know, the the bad guys break in and there's a fight. Um, and, of course, Van Damme is in his boxes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what not? the people want. Yeah. So he's all, you know, boxes and perm, kicking and jumping and knife fighting and, and doing a whole lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, we get to see a picture of the uh, the water dispenser of doom. Dum, dum, dum. Um, oh, you know, and one of the guys has got a stun gun, which has 50,000 volts. Dun, dun, dun. And there's fighting and kicking and punching and falling down. And then just as, you know, he, he might get killed, the water dispenser of doom falls over. One of the guys shoots the stun gun and Van Damme does the splits the across splits. the kitchen beds. Man. That's and what he brings to the table. He, he's got the splits. Oh. He's like, when should I use the splits? Whenever you want, Van Damme. Yeah, just use them. You know, you've shown people the bottom of your shoe. You've you've done kicking and jumping. You know, you've trapped guys with a knife. Now it's time for the splits in the kitchen, in your boxes. Perfect angle to show off your perm and everything else. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. I think that might be like the hard target perm too. Wasn't oh, he like sporting that long hair? In, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it was more more. Yeah, he had he had the hair extensions. He had the hair extensions in Hard Target, but the top, the front was very much yeah the, the perm. Oh, God damn it! Um, <laughs> so he, he escaped, but, but okay. along with the help of um, oh, what was her name? Uh, um, do, 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 do. what was her name? Uh, that's terrible. I can't. Um, oh. The 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 girl from uh, internal invest internal internal affairs internal right she affairs. shows up like like Fielding she uh, uh, Gloria fashion. Rubin Gloria Rubin she was Sarah Fielding I remember now Fielding yeah I, I knew I wrote Fielding. it down somewhere but I'm not finding it maybe my handwriting there is Fielding might be extra astute I said because she's <laughs> like no that was later. So she shows up I mean, right after he's dispatched these two goons in his apartment. One of whom is a is a really overzealous a- Asian guy with a knife. Two who, knives. Who really likes stabbing knives with knives. Yes. You know? Yeah, there's a bit where Van Damme's holding one knife and he just goes stab, stab, stab at the knife. Yeah, I go- don't believe for a minute that he's parrying this knife. It's like that guy is stabbing the other knife. He's like, I'll kill your knife with my knife. <laughs> Just, but then goes, haha, but I cut your leg. And Van Damme goes, flex, flex, and just stops it. But uh, yeah, like they they both get beat up and he throws out one of, uh, off the off the, the, the rail and into the stairs and uh, Fielding turns up and says, arrest everybody, arrest them all for attempted murder and making a mess and being idiots. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody was like watching Commando and they were like, you know what Van Damme needs? A sassy, you know, um, r- really attractive. Hmm. He, he needs a, a foil or a, a sidekick. Well played. Partner. Yeah. Yes. Side, sidekick. <laughs> Read it. Um, <laughs> so she turns out to be from Internal Affairs. They go back to Time Crime Headquarters on CBS. And they he finds out that obviously... No one trusts him because the other guy was his partner and he's going to get caught in time crimes and IA is there to check him out and there's a disturbance, a level four in 1994. Yeah, it's in 1994 and he should go and take her with him and there's the whole joke about her looking like the the Quartermain twins or whatever their name was. The Volmer twins. The Volmer, Volmer twins, that's what I'm, the Volmer twins. Yeah, because I was yes, like, who are she... they? It, it comes up pretty quickly after. And I just want to say that, like, when they get back to Time Crime Headquarters, somebody says, disturbances just jumped from four to six, sir. Yeah, well, whatever it Like, was. what? Again, this yeah. is the whole, like, everybody's got access to time manipulation <laughs> technology. So, you know, jumping it from four to six, yeah, obviously, like, you know, 12 people just bought stock in Coca-Cola or something, you know, just <laughs> whatever. Yeah, the, 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 there's no scale. We just know that it's gone from four to six, so it must be <laughs> right. bad. Um, yeah, with, so they go into the time crime headquarters uh, computer center where they find uh, the computer guy having sex with the computer, uh, which is a bit of and there's that's a lot of nudity for 1994. Uh, that's a lot of nudity in that bit. Man, I mean, it was a lot of nudity, and none of it was John Claude Van Damme. No, I know. Which was, again, this is a Van Damme movie. It's about I think you know uh, that may have been a you know one of the um, 
one of the requirements that he had for being in a movie. It's like, if there's any any nudity, I need to be involved in it. You know, he's just, hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nudity and, um, and it's, it's gratuitous in every possible hmm. way. And then there's the, you know, there's the Eric Stoltz looking, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> IT guy over here going, oh, okay, well, if you catch me again, I get fired. Uh, I get it. Like, Why are you doing that at work anyway? What are you getting out of this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, seriously, I was deeply concerned about, you know, was he wearing some sort of apparatus under the desk that we couldn't see? When there was a dude this... sitting right next to him. Oh, no. That, uh, very creepy. Very, very creepy. But, you know, genius requires that kind of dispensation, right? I mean, the, the guy was obviously uh... a genius. Yeah, I don't know. There's genius and then there's like not wearing pants and doing creepy stuff to the computer. Like, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, he, he's he's the the computer genius. He tells me it's a big deal. It's in 1994, and um, <laughs> so they've got to <laughs> they've got to go back to 1994, and he takes Fielding with him, and there's a whole joke about the Vorman twins, and she says, "Where are they?" And he goes, "See those two red patches? That's them." Um, yeah, yeah. And, and she and gets all scared. Just like, and, just like Gorman yeah. and Aliens, you know, there's the whole like, how many drops have you been on? 38 simulated. You know, it's the same thing. She's like, I've been on a lot of simulated drops. And he's like, how many real drops? Like, none. None, none. Yeah, and uh, I think Matuzak says, if she farts, she'll go out ahead of the shuttle. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, okay. She's either either quite uh, quite gassy or uh, yeah, she's a little scared. Um, so you know, there's a hot and that section where they videoed on them that looks very bumpy and a little scary. Surely by now they would have smoothed that out because there's a whole lot of. Aah! It's yeah. a bit like going in in in, uh, in your time machine. Actually. And there's there's, there's what like twenty five feet. Oh well, we're not going to talk about this. the time machine. Definitely an older model. Um, yeah. And you know we we have it running on time chicken, which is not the the, the current um, method of, of fueling said machines. But true, true. Yeah, you're right. It's it's pretty cool. Mm. I think I lose a year of my life every time I go on. You know, it's it's like Princess Bride. Wow. You know, it, it sucks a year of my life every time. Every time. Which is it worth it to go back you, to 1987? You, you know, is, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Well, that, that question keeps coming up. Um, so anyway, they, they do it. They survive. Somehow they end up in the water. Uh, and damn it, Ricky. And they... Uh, <laughs> again, how does that work? <laughs> how does that system work that he can apparently just dump them over a, a huge body of water? What? <laughs> Don't ask me. You know, you have to talk to the techs, and most of the time they're they're doing it with their computers. So yeah, well, that see, that's probably why they ended up because Ricky's too busy trying to plug in his his hardware. Oh, um, oh nice. Ooh, snap um so they do that they have a bit of you know friendly friendly chatter. You know, they like their friends now. It's all working out, and then they get to the headquarters of and what is it it's mccomb parker or parker mccomb now that's the senator and, and his former partner that have uh, that's the headquarters of their super secret computer chip that just happens to be the same computer chip that makes time travel possible right right it's all come full circle now you know it, it, mm. it's not quite as full circle as like him meeting his wife again like it's going to be but yeah. um yeah yeah they go back and, and the senator is meeting with the scientist who came up with the time travel and and he's he's gonna he's gonna intercede in his own behalf because did i hear right that the white supremacist party is failing in the presidential election and that's why he's got to go back there and get some money because the reason the white supremacist party is failing is because they don't have enough money right so no it was the white supremacists have got approval to get um like for like funding for their um, presidential campaign but his campaign failed to get um, funding so he's running out of money which means you'll get beaten by the white supremacists despite the fact that he could quite easily be a white supremacist I, w um, that's what I didn't get was he the candidate for the white supremacist party because it's kind of um, I, he was the villain you know, yeah, but I don't think he was that. Much, I think I don't think he was that much of a villain. Like he was just a typical political villain, not a white supremacist villain. But if he was campaigning against the white supremacist, okay, just just wondering. I mean, yeah, it, it was an aside in the movie. Like I don't yeah, think that it was explained beyond this. So yeah, yeah, no, not really. Other than his policy seemed to be that it was the rich get richer and everyone else can move to Mexico. Right. Yeah, that, I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. 
a certain orange president. Mm. Um, not we're not going to get into that though. So anyway, so what in in the original future, uh, the senator sold his stock in the the chips before it all went super gangbusters and he lost a whole lot of money. So he's come back in time to intercede with himself to stop him selling out in the company so he makes billions of dollars, which means he'll have the money in the future to then run his campaign. Right. He's he's joined by a whole lot of very nineties villains again, um, including uh, you know the the one coloured person who has to wear like the black beret and have a goatee and potentially say yeah. Um, well, and, and you know, I, I just wanted to point out at this point, I noticed that two of the producers of this film were Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert, right? And hmm. this is very reminiscent of the the gang fight at the beginning of Darkman. Oh, it is. Yeah, kind it of a kind of a big warehouse, and you got you know two groups of people kind of facing off. I, I guess it isn't quite so much because there's only one group of villains, and then there's like a hapless senator and a scientist on the other side. But I don't know. It, it, it had similarities. Plus, I like to mention Sam Raimi whenever he comes up. At this point, yeah, you know, Renaissance yeah. Pictures was in full full swing, and they were making oh, what yeah. Xena Warrior Princess and and Hercules mm. and Mantis that that short lived um, uh, network oh, show about the yeah. uh, differently abled um um black guy with the exoskeleton you know yes yes i remember that i yeah. remember that it wasn't good <laughs> no but i remember it <laughs> but still but yeah you're right the, 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 this was the heyday of, of renaissance and they were like time cop sign me up i'll get you some yep. money yeah look we can ask for anything and people will give it to us uh and they did so there's a there's a big fight um there's lots of there's, there's lots of um highly flammable liquid in this warehouse uh, as well as a whole lot of like super freezing um stuff in there which was yeah. kind of weird yeah yeah he says something about your cold circuit technology will will break this whole thing wide open and so i guess that that's yeah. the explanation to the chemicals Sure, why not? Time travel, who knows? Um, so there's a big fight. Um, now, the senator ends up killing his ex-partner and then says, well, you know, I now own all the company or you, me, own all the company. And he gives him a list of things to do, which I'm going, surely you can't give yourself a list of things to do because if you did that, then you'd know all the things that you had to do. I guess he's decided at this point, you know, he's going to lose if he doesn't do it. So he's just going for broke. He's like, well, if everything ends, then, you know, I was going to lose anyway. So screw it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where we find out that Fielding is secretly working for the Senator. Oh, double cross. Double cross. And she turns on Walker and it's a big fight and everyone's fighting. And there's a dude whose arm gets frozen and Van Damme kicks it off and it shatters. Uh, And he says, have a nice day. That was a pretty good effect pretty good effect and the dude's all like half frozen and he's ah! and he falls off into all the all the all the chips and it shatters and explodes and everything else um and then there's like a fight over the over the return device and the senator um double crosses the double crosser and and fielding she he, she shoots fielding um and we think she's dead but she's secretly not oh. um and then uh, the the cops come and the senator disappears into the future. And automatically he's got billions and billions of dollars. Right, right. He's done all the right things to, to set up his own past to make his future successful. And, uh, mm. and you know, if you've ever read any Ray Bradbury, you know, there's a, there's a The Sound of Thunder is a short story with this same premise where it's like they go back in time to, to do safaris where they, they shoot different animals and they they go back to shoot a tyrannosaurus and it you know it messes up and it breaks something and then in the future when they get back there everything's changed just so slightly and um that's mm. what's happened here you know nobody knows the guy they don't know the they don't know uh, uh fielding who went back with him and uh the, yeah. and, and the agency and the time crime agency is being shut down yeah right because uh, our favorite bearded um ron silver senator has got his way because you know he, he gave himself a list of things to do Yep, and one of them was shut them down. So luckily, Van Dam gets back just before they tear up the tracks. Right, and yeah, and he goes, "Oh, this is what's happened." And the senator and tries to find Fielding and can't find Fielding, and it's all this stuff. And Ricky, the 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 computer humper, is now just Richard. He's all Richard. <laughs> um, yeah, he's cleaned up a little too bit. Too hard to call me Richard. Um, and, and Matuzak doesn't know him anymore, and and you know they're not friends, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm going, surely that has to happen a lot. 
right you know where they go back to the past do something like have a giant shootout and fight in like 1929 and come back and go who the hell are you don't know um but then so then he goes he convinces them to send him back to 1994 again so he can find fielding who shouldn't be dead yet and then stop ron silver and go through it all and that then leads us back into uh the loop where we go back to the very start of the movie in the pictures of the mall. Right. Right. And there's, um, yeah, yeah. It gets a little, it gets a little dicey here. You know, he, he, he gets Matuzak to help him and Matuzak gets killed, you know, during the, yeah. the, uh, the trip back to the past to, to, to undo the future that never was. And, um, you know, Matuzak is really a hero here because, you know, you got to think in that yeah. thread, he's gone. Man. He was like, that, that, you were my it. best friend. Okay. I guess I'll just risk <laughs> everything for you. Yeah, surely. And apparently my wife's goulash always had too much salt. Your wife's goulash. His parting words were an insult to the guy's wife's cooking. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that That's a good friend. That's a good friend. I just got, I would have left him there. Come on, I'm out. <laughs> you know what? I'm not pushing this button. Movie over. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm not getting shot for you. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> he goes back and then... He changes the whole scene that we saw at the start in the mall where he convinces Mia Sarah that, um, oh no, because he goes to the hospital first to see Fielding. Right. Um, because she was a Jane Doe um, and she says that she realized she made a mistake. Well, duh, because um, the guy that you double crossed him for shot you twice. Right, right. Um, he, he made it pretty easy to figure out that. Yeah. I, I just also want to point out that, you know, that Walker walks into the hospital and he's like, uh, I'm a cop. I'm here to see Jane Doe. And he flashes his time cop badge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Oh, I'm wearing my, 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 my mall security uniform with the, with the jacket in the, in the, in the high waisted pants. And, uh, here's, here's my time cop badge. And the, and the lady behind the desk is like, Oh, uh, okay. You know, like, man, anybody. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, no problem. You, you go see that, 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 that woman that we don't know who it is that got shot twice. That's fine. You just go, go right in. I mean, and I guess we don't really gets want him her all anyway, over the place right? too. He, I mean, he gets to, like, he goes into the lab where all the blood is. Um, yeah. It just starts randomly going through that. And it's like, no one stops him. I, mean, I guess when you just, you know, you make it seem like you really have a purpose and people are just aren't going to stop you. Yeah, so ants in the ant farm. Once you're inside, you just got to look like you're busy. Um, and that that's where he finds out that uh, Mia Sarah secretly had a blood test to find out she was pregnant. Right. Because apparently in, in, in that 1994, you couldn't just pee on a stick. Right, um, it was a convenient uh, explanation tool, I think. But let's just yeah. point out that, that Walker was never a good detective. He was no. just a good cop because, like, you know... Because she's telling him, she's like, I have something really important to tell you. It's going to change everything. And he's like, oh, yeah? What is it? She's like, well, <laughs> it's um, it has to do with us being, you know, and uh, the future. And why don't you tell me after I get back? It's like, man, if you can't figure yeah, this how, out. How dumb are you? Just how dumb are you? But apparently he needed a convenient blood test um, to tell him that his wife was actually pregnant. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So now he knows that he that, that Mia Sarah is pregnant, um, and he goes back to get Fielding, but she's already dead uh, for no apparent reason. Right. Well, I mean, somebody's injected some toxin, and you, you see the thugs getting in the elevator. I guess the health, mm. the, the hospital elevator there on the first floor. Um, yeah. And you know he gets but back, and, and they're like, like, "Oh, you did it!" He's like, no, not me. Yeah, but, but wouldn't she still be in like 2004 anyway? Like alive in 2003 or something? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, yes. you know, they, 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 I don't know. He sees those guys. He goes back to the mall, gets me a Sarah, tells her that uh, she suitably freaks out, but still puts up with his weirdness too. Like, you've changed clothes. Um, you've got like a fantastic perm. Um, and, but I'm going to believe everything you say. And, you know, and then he goes, oh, look, there I am over there. And points to himself walking along the balcony. Going, and Mia Sarah goes, okay. Yeah, she's then, kind of freaked out at first, but she gets she gets over it pretty quick. Yeah, she does get over it really, really quick. And then we see, like, uh, a replay of the, the awkward scene with the clocks and everything else. Um, and they all go back to the house. And then they replay the house, but he's actually in the house. And he's telling Mia Sarah to, to keep... 1994 walker there and then the bad guys turn up and we get a new version of the fight 
Yeah. Um, except that he's there doing the fighting and he stops the, the future bad guys fighting himself and not killing him and he kills them and punches them up. And then it's all really good. And like there's still the super hard rain. Super hard rain. Yeah. Um, it's rain uh, time. And, and su- super rain. But then we, we, we have a quick cut to 1994 Ronda Silva, who gets a message saying that he needs to go to this address and cancel his appointments, which he does. And he says the most dickish thing to that girl. Whatever her name is, he goes, oh, Cindy, have you ever seen the, the inside of the presidential limo? And she gets all excited and goes, oh, no. He goes, stay in touch. I'll send you a picture. And it's just like, what a dick. It, it, it's one of those, just in case you didn't hate him enough. Let's give you one more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he seemed too innocent in the past, you know, because you know him in yeah. the future as a dickhole. True. But like, yeah, but that's gonna like, reinforce it. Maybe he turns into this dick, you know. Like, but but you, they just had to make sure that you knew that he's always been a jerk. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So then he like you see him rush off and they go back to the back to the house. Um, and there's all the fighting and there's more fighting and then we get to like the climax where Ronda Silver is 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 holding Mia, Mia Sarah and. Van Dam, future Van Dam, 2004 Van Dam, squares off against him and there's like a standoff and there's like the C4 that's going to kill the kill everybody in the house and he goes, it doesn't matter because I'll still be president because young me is going to be like the president and I'm going, but if that happens, wait, you still be back here and get exploded, but we won't worry about that. Mm. And then, you know, that was all kind of weird. And he says, we'll go get 1994 Van Dam and they'll, they drag him up. But then 1994, De Silva turns up. Whoa, what? And it's, Dun, dun, dun. and then there's like younger self older self standoff for van damme and for de silva there's a 1994 and a 2004 version of both of them and we don't know what to do and then all of a sudden we see van damme counting down on his fingers holding his belt secretly to mia sarah who does the ultimate thing she jumps back and just hammer smashes 2004 de silva in the nuts yeah and well, that's what that means. You know, you, you always have to have that sign language or there's significant other. And there should be yeah. some kind of a, a special code for, you know, just, just nut punch. Yeah. Well, see, I, I think it's his fingers were actually pointing towards his own nuts when he was counting down. Oh. So she went, ah, in, in three seconds, punch him right there. That's what it was. I, I reckon that you're right. That could have been it. That could have been their secret code. It worries me that they they'd practiced it enough that, they knew what to do and how many times has he had to punch somebody in the nuts but still well you know then, you, you can't get in between a man and his husband or his husband well you can't you can't get in between a man and his husband that's right or a wife or a woman and her wife or a man and his wife or someone else and their significant other whatever it may be or, or Ron and Silver that means and, the- and, and mullet braid warrior boots exactly exactly they may have had a very close loving relationship we'll never know because at that point in time <laughs> did you like that uh, <laughs> let, let me just let me just break your segue to tell you that i love your segues i love them thank so you. much thank, thank you so at that point young de silva and old de silva are thrown into each other and as we've already learned the same matter cannot occupy the same space and they do uh just a weird fist through chest blobbity thing and you know what it's actually really good cgi it's it's pretty amazing like they become a puddle of flesh on the floor and it's so nasty but yeah i think it's probably the best cgi that 1994 had to offer that isn't just like a side effect it was like let's do this now yeah do it properly and you know what it looks good there's like no people have been matted into the picture to make it look like cheesy it's done really well and then then there's like we've now got um mia sarah like is, is all like she's been shot in the in the shoulder and and 2004 van damme has to take the take her out of the house before the c4 the giant c4 bomb uh, explodes and destroys the house. Yeah, we get a, like I'm glad they did this because you know in the flat in the in the original explosion, the house were like, why did this house explode so much? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, because it, it like it's just turned into like splinters. Yeah, like every window explosion. has fire shooting out of it. It's like, what was the wiring or the gas situation in this house that caused this to happen? Yeah. But then you find out it's because it's actually been rigged to explode so that everyone in it was completely obliterated. You know, per yeah. You know, Senator Fancy Pants's, you know, future plans. 
Yeah, so Van Dam does the the run down the stairs. We get the the timer, the three, two, one, and just as he gets outside, the house explodes again. But this time, he's managed to save Mia Sarah, and he puts past that Mia Sarah on the nineteen ninety four version of his own body without touching himself because we know that he can't touch himself. No, oh. and then goes back to two thousand and four, and everything's okay again. Right, right. Uh, I was just kind of, I was wondering if this might be where Double Impact came from. Like, is for a little while there, Van Damme and Van Damme were like doing a little double action. Yeah, just a thought. Mm, it could be Double Impact, uh, as seen on this show with Darren Wilson. Uh, Love Darren. Yeah, Darren Wilson's awesome. Yeah, we, we did Double Impact uh, quite a while ago. Still a, an awesome, awesome movie. So we, then, of course, obviously, Matuzak's still alive. Uh, they're still best friends. Um, and you know, he finds out that McComb, um, obviously disappeared in 1994. No one worried about him, but you know, they still invented time travel. Everything's great. They're best friends. Uh, he doesn't remember anything that's happened. It's all good. So then Walker gets in his future car and goes home to exactly the same house that we saw exploded 10 years before. Yeah. Every timeline, this house explodes. So, but what comes back magically. It comes back. This is exactly the same. I also, and I also we, want to point out Matuzak is like you know he he asks about um, Senator McComb who, who even yeah. you know Ron Silver and and uh, yeah. and he says you know McComb who canceled all of his appointments and disappeared <laughs> yeah, one day. Like, how do you have this trivia? I mean, I, I guess if a guy just disappeared who was on the fast track or whatever, like it might be noteworthy, but it seemed an awful lot like plot explanation well yeah like he had it immediately like in his in his memories like, like oh, i remember exactly what happened he was wearing a blue suit that day and he's just like <laughs> right what, what right after he was an asshole that guy that worked or that that, that girl that worked for him about the presidential yeah. limo yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, he just disappeared. It was very, very convenient. And then he goes home and we see uh, his apparent son that looks approximately 10 years old uh, come out and go, Mom said you're going to barbecue hot dogs. And <laughs> <laughs> he goes, okay, I'll barbecue the hot dogs. And it ends with Mia Sarah saying, I think I've got something to tell you. And that's the end. And they all live happily ever after. Man. Dun, dun, dun. Time cop is just what I needed, you know, for the end of a yeah. hard week. And indeed. And look, you know what? It, it, it's helped us travel through whatever this space is into um, Time Crime Headquarters. <laughs> Uh, and, and we're now here, and I'm hoping that being here means that hopefully I can find somewhere to live again. Um, you know, and I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, Danny, anytime. Any Could not have done so it without. So, what you. happened to the bunker? Is the bunker gone? So, so the bunker got exploded, um, and, and I was transported into this pocket dimension at, at the nexus of time and space, ah. and and it was really cool, like for a while. And then it started to kind of break because apparently, like, Court did something weird with time. And then, as it was breaking, Super Clock came and started, like, literally eating time. Uh, and he stole, like, a whole episode. Like, there's a whole episode gone, and there was stuff that was out of order, and it was all really, really weird. So the bubble that like you you've just been the the towing that was like my 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 escape ship from from that. Now I'm hoping once I get back to Time Crime Headquarters, they'll let me go back to like the bunker time, so then I can sort of you know like go back to normal. Well, I mean it's, that's what I'm it's hoping. a little bit of bureaucracy, but usually Time Crime Headquarters you know, will set things back right if it makes it easier for them to go day to day because there's all kinds of time crime going on all the time. I think um yeah. ever since the 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 Timeomatic 3000 that you can basically just buy and set up. It's like a toaster. You, you, get, oh, okay. you cool. can send small things back in time to yourself and, and it's caused all kinds of problems. I mean, somebody mm. like you just wants to go back to where you were. It should be fine. And yeah. and I will say that, you know, Super Clock's a rooster, so you probably won't get a time egg that maybe you can get that um, lost time out of. But maybe we can strain it out of his poop. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, look, time poop's got to be like weird, right? Yeah, it, it might not be worth it. Yeah, no, you know, I'll, I'll be happy as long as I don't like do the. Yeah, look, unfortunately, you're gonna go back to the point in time where you're gonna die. That that would be kind of sucky. Uh, so, yeah, that, you know. that's straight up some like crawl cyclops things. You know, it's like oh, you can see the future, mm. but only you're. Uh, no, I don't think yeah. they would do that. I mean, time crime headquarters seems pretty cool to me. 
Hmm. Well, well, I guess we'll wait and see. You have been listening to Witch versus the Doomsday Clock, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash witch versus the Doomsday Clock.